tonight on Whiskey Waffle. Wood, as many of you may not know, comes from trees. There is wood coming at me from every angle. To get to Isla, you must drive across the base of the shaft. Oaky, oaky bastards, these whiskies. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Good evening, good evening, good evening, fellow wafflers, and good evening, Ted. Yo, it's me, Ted. <laughs> and everyone has just switched off. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, how's it going, Ted? How's it going? Ah, uh, not too bad. I've been busy trying to cram wood. Hey, hey, hey! Excellent, excellent. Um, we love a bit of crammed wood, don't we? I like it! Yes. <laughs> Um, anyway, welcome to episode number 41 of Whiskey Waffle, and um, I, it's fair to say episode 40 caused a bit of a splash. Oh, major. Yeah. Major, we, major. We we, we, we we threw it in a pool, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. We, di- we discovered that we're not exactly sort of right on the bleeding edge of things, just, just sort of running slightly behind. Episode 39, um, and just before that, we'd bagged a magnificent interview with uh, David Kernicke of Sheen Distillery. And then in between episodes 39 and episodes 40, Lark swooped in, plucked the sheen worm from the ground, and made it its bitch, really. Yeah, yeah, this is it. And we were, um, we were, we were kind of mixed about it, but probably more so in the camp of we're a little bit disappointed because we're really excited for the future of Sheen. And yeah, just, just a bit down that one of these new guys is, is being taken away from us so early. And it turns out that a lot of people felt the same way as us, and we had some... Um, yeah, a few few other comments from some of our Patreons, actually. Mike Morosi said, I agree with you, gents. I was very disappointed to hear about the sale of Sheen to the juggernaut. I don't think that corporatization of distilling is necessarily a good thing. Of course, the distillery wasn't stolen. The owners of Sheen presumably made the best decision for themselves and are happy with the sale of Sheen. I'm just glad I made it to Sheen earlier this year and blended my own serendipity before it disappears. Cheers, Mike. Um, so, yeah, it's a good point. Obviously... You know, no, it's not been stolen. It's been it's been purchased. Yeah. And then, of course, Mark Teague, or Whiskey is My Jam, drops in with another great waffle, gents. Your point about international exports of Lark, though, you are where all the, inverted commas, best Hellius casks get earmarked for overseas export. We never see them domestically. Um, another good point, actually, although, to be fair, uh, Ted and I live in Burnie, so we can actually nip up and uh, taste a few of the barrels that they have that you can fill yourself. So, yeah, we're a bit lucky with the Hellias. Yeah. And then there's um, Alex Gray. Alex Gray said, can't believe they sold out. I was really getting keen for their future. So, mm. yeah. Actually, I, I saw Alex Gray the other day, and he um he pointed at me very... Uh, um, slightly angrily, I said, you cost me a lot of money. Yeah, he heard our review, and it turns out that he, he couldn't let that one slip through his fingers, so we went out and purchased a few bottles of the the old elixir. Well, what can we say? Yeah, well, I'd be uh, lying if I didn't say I'd done the same, so... Anyway, so that's the past. We're going to move on. We're going we're gonna to go back to our roots, I think, today, Tim. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Time to branch out. Mm, indeed, indeed. Um, because, as all of our listeners know, Ted and I... Have wood. All right. Big wood. Epic wood. Mm. Big Although wood, some big, some small and some big. Yes. Big yeah. timber energy. Have a good time, good time. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> and this timber has been formed into the shape of some cylindrical objects. Hey, hey, hey! Are they cylindrical? <laughs> they're they're a bit more. Um. Oh, what what was the what was that term? Cubic spheroids or something? No. What was it? He's, he's giving me this look as if I should know what he's talking no, re- about. Remember, it was like, I don't know, about eight or so episodes ago, and we came up with a phrase, oblongular cuboid. Ob- oblongular prism as well. Oblongular prism, that's yeah, the one. But these are not oblongular. No, they're not oblongular prisms. But mm. I do I do feel like they're they're not just a cylinder. They've got a bit of a curve to them. They've got curves. They've got yep. curves yeah. So they've got curves. We've got wood. All right. That's because we're talking about barrels. Woo! Yeah. So let's uh, get a waffle in. The Waffle. So, Ted, as far as whiskey goes, just, just how relevant are barrels? Like, they're just, just for storage, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't, I don't really see any point to them. They're mm. just, yeah, something, to, something merely to store liquid in until it... Wait, no, something happens in there. This, this is true, actually. This is true because, of course, um, you've got to remember that, that whiskey spirit goes into these barrels as a clear spirit. Yes, whiskey does not come off the still. If if you've never seen 
whiskey distilled, the stuff that comes off the still is not brown or amber or whatever your sort of ruddy color of choice is. Yeah, yeah. Caramel coloring Mm. colored. No, it is indeed essentially a vodka. Looks like a vodka, and by definition, it is a vodka. Yep. Malt, malt vodka, or mm. some some sort of grain grain vodka. Yep. But by using a certain device, very complex, mm-hmm. you can turn it brown. Indeed, yeah. The quote is that three quarters of a whiskey's flavour comes from the barrel, and four quarters of its colour. So we're going to explore barrels today. We're gonna we're gonna do a bit more of a deep dive. We're not gonna um, necessarily explore one type. We're gonna sort of cover. Well, we're going to cover the wood, aren't we? We are indeed. And we're going to cover what you can do with the wood and the sort of shapes that you can create. Oblongular, maybe one. Oblongular prism, my <laughs> favourite imaginary shape. Yeah, so let's start with uh, let's start with a bit of a definition. So a barrel, in terms of whiskey's mm. legal definitions, is a wooden cylindrical container that is greater in length than in width and made from staves, which are kept in place with metal hoops, and both ends are the same diameter. Interesting. That's the interesting. Um, that's the boring definition. Although pretty much everyone could have probably figured that out for themselves. Yeah. It, yeah. It it is interesting though because it means, like, I suppose it has to encase the whiskey. Yeah. You can't have a you can't have a cubic barrel. Mm. It means that it just allows you from getting a stainless steel vat and sticking bits of oak inside it. That does not count as a barrel for legal reasons. Now, as 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 aforementioned, barrels. At least in at least in the legal ones that can be used to make whiskey, mm. must be made out of wood. Mm. That's it. Yes. No candle wax barrels. No, that's that is very true. Now, wood, as many of you may not know, comes from trees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're really treating our audience like idiots there, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> yes, indeed, folks. You heard it here first. Wood comes from trees. This is what he learned. He's got a botany degree. <laughs> this is yeah. This is what he comes out with. Yes. Now, uh, the wood that we're talking about in terms of barrel making is specifically hardwood. All right. The um the euphemisms just keep on rolling. Yeah, the hardest of woods. Oh yeah. Have a good time, good time. No, actually, it's not the hardest of woods. No, um, that would be diamond pine. Um. So in terms in terms of um what we mean by hardwood versus a softwood. So softwoods are pines and things like that. Mm. Um. You know, balsa wood. Uh, the one that you make um, aeroplanes out yeah, of. Yeah, the like one that's really, really model soft. Model aeroplanes, not the ones that carry yeah. passengers around yeah, yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah boss wood that's really, really soft and yeah. you can break and stuff. That is actually a hardwood. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, it, it basically re- uh, refers to the sort of the way it grows and particularly the sort of the cellular structure and how in wood you've got sort of like a few different cell types. Some really important ones are xylem, which is what the tree uses to um, transport water mm-hmm. from the roots up into the... Up to the um, through the body to the leaves and phloem and phloem, yes, which is um, sending energy around the place. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and the way that the uh, I'm pretty sure it's the way that the xylem is arranged in uh, softwood versus hardwood is sort of what makes the difference between the two. So barrels are hardwood. Barrels barrels are will be made of hardwood, but not not just any old tree. Um, so you can't you can't just sort of go down in the garden and just say I'll I'll have that tree mm. and just turn it into a barrel because it, it it partly relies on the wood grain which is sort of um the the way that the cells are arranged within the sort of the the timber matrix of the tree how how they're sort of placed against each other if if you've got a timber that's not got a sort of a tight enough um and sort of properly placed grain liquid will just go through it yep which is not really what you want. No, it's not really what you want. And so a lot a lot of different timber types, although they might sound interesting, like you can't just say use a I don't know, let's say a I think a cherry tree. Let's yeah. let's say that one. Oregon pine. Yeah. They don't hold water quite properly. Mm. You'll you'll get it sort of seeping through. There is one particular tree type though, mm. which has been found over many, many, many uh, years that people have been Putting things in barrels. Yes, it must have been very interesting. The first person to sort of work out how to make a barrel. Yeah, um, yeah. No, well, when they finally happened upon the right timber, I bet they were stoked. Yes, they were stoked <laughs> because it is oak. Now, mm. oak, oak just seems to have the right properties. Um, it's just the way that the the grain of the um, oak is arranged seems to basically be really good at being impermeable to liquids coming through. 
and so that that's made it a perfect carry. The other another good thing is like you can use um, some other timbers, but for other timbers can be harder to bend into the right shape. So mm-hmm. uh, barrel- a bit too oblongular. Yeah, a bit too oblongular. Like barrels barrels do need to have a bit of a curve to them, and to do that, um, I believe you um, when once you cut the timbers, you steam them into mm. shape. And oak can be sort of flexed into the right shape to make the barrel without either snapping or being too hard to actually bend at all. Yeah, so, so that's oak. Um, there's a few different types of oak that we use. Yeah, because oak is quite common, right? Yeah, there's a lot of different oaks around the world. We can pretty much um, talk about our old world and our new world oaks. Yeah. So old world oaks, Europe, the Romans, I think, were the first ones to really get into um, barrel making. Yeah, but what have the Romans ever done for us apart from, you know, barrels? Yeah. Yep. That's it. Amphorae. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's that's they used they used amphora before they uh got into barrels. Yeah. But, yeah. Um yeah, amphora, so less good for whiskey. Yeah, less less good for whiskey. So Old World is uh Quercus. So Quercus is the Latin name. Ah, Roman. Hey. See? Roman. Yep. <laughs> the yeah. Ro- apart from ro- la- scientific names, what have the Romans ever done for us? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Quercus, which is the Latin name for oak. So Quercus roba, which is sort of European oak. That's the uh, most common one. I think there's also another one called uh, Quercus petraea, which is Hungarian oak. Mm, I was going to ask about Hungarian oak. Yeah, I believe believe it's got a a different grain property and um, different compounds in it. Mm. And it creates a different flavor in the um, liquid that's stored inside it. Moving across to the New World, so the Americas, then you've got Quercus alba, white oak. So there's another type of oak, um, yep. which is which is much rarer in barrel making, but it's highly prized, and that's a um, Japanese oak mm-hmm. called Mizunara. Mizunara. Mizunara, which apparently its uh, scientific name is Quercus crispula. Ooh. Crisp. Yeah. Crisp AF. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, another thing that wood has, so we talked about some cell types it also has lots of different compounds in it. The uh, cellulose is what makes up the structure of the cell walls in wood. Lignin is what holds all the cells together within the tree. And then there's all these other sort of um, various different compounds, which when you store uh, liquid in them, they interact with, particularly an alcohol, which mm. um, is a solvent, they interact with those uh, molecules in the wood and draw them out of the timber and flavour the uh, wood. So American oak, I believe, has a lot higher levels of, um, is it lactones or something, and creates these much more stronger vanilla flavours yep. in your whiskey compared to um, your European oaks, which um, have a sort of a, a spicier, um, richer sort of flavour. So yeah, yeah, no, I find the interesting thing between, say, a French oak or a European oak versus a a new world American oak, um, to be quite stark. You're going to get bigger, bolder, stronger flavours from the American oak, um, especially in a first fill, mm. than you are from a, a French oak, which is sometimes be a bit mellower, but often a bit more complex and a bit more, um, yeah, uh, just give it this sort of other gentler sort of oak edge along mm. with it. And that's why um, uh, a lot of um, winemakers will choose one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- those compounds in the wood is another reason that you can't just go using any old wood. So uh, there's, I think there's probably been a temptation that has been used over the years in Australia to use mm-hmm. um, eucalyptus. A few cautionary tales. Yeah, a few cautionary tales using eucalyptus to make barrels, yep. different sorts. But the the compounds that are in uh, eucalypts are very can be very strong and powerful. You've got those sort of menthol things mm. and all these, yeah, various sort of compounds which are designed to make bugs go, yuck, I don't want to eat this. Yeah. But when you strip them out using alcohol, they make people go, yuck, I don't want to drink this. Yeah, and our old mate Robbie, mm. um, when he was working at Old Kempton, um, had a few months leave, or he's back in Scotland, I think, and um, when he was away, the, um, the distillery crew and all their infinite wisdom decided to release their... <laughs> eucalypt aged whiskey that they'd uh, been mucking around with and mm. um yeah there was a bit of a bit of a hoo-ha yeah um it wasn't good something something random and interesting i found was that apparently american so white oak american white oak is more economical to use um than european oak 
because the way that the the way that the grain um, sits in American oak means that you can saw it, whereas European oak has to actually be split, which means you can't use as much of the tree because you have to split it. I think with the with the grain, and so yeah, you get a lot less out of it as well. Yeah. So. So now we've got our oak. The next question is, what do we do with them? Well, in this case, we make them into barrels. But a barrel is not a barrel is not a barrel. Barrels, barrels, barrels. They're very useful things. If we didn't we have, have barrels, barrels, what would we use to put all our whiskey things in? Things yeah. in yeah. Um, so they come in different shapes and sizes. And sizes in particular is what I wanted to mention um, in this segment of the waffle. Um, because the fun thing is most of these sizes come with different names. But dude got to remember the size doesn't actually matter it's what you do with it hey 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 yeah so i could start at the top i could start at the bottom but i'm thinking i might start somewhere in the middle let's start with the american standard barrel okay the most boring plain american oak size barrel you know how big that is um quite fat i imagine (laughs) um no so this one's not as fat as some of the other ones i mentioned this is just about a 200 liter barrel so if i was standing next to one yes would it be about my waist height? Um, yeah, around that. Okay. Yep. Um, it's, nobody, nobody knows on here how tall I am, yeah. so it still doesn't help. <laughs> Ted, the um, the half giant. Yeah. <laughs> it actually towers above most people about. Yeah. yeah, no, so that's a fairly standard. So 200 is somewhere in the middle. But um, there is another type of bourbon barrel that gets used, and that is known as the hogshead. Ooh. Another American. So they have great names, the old hogsheads. So the hogsheads are oink, a, little bit, a little bit bigger. They're around sort of 225 to 250 litres. In a similar sort of size, that 250 sort of litre range going up to about 300 litres, that one is what the wine industry use. And their most famous type of barrel is called the barrique. Barrique. Sounds like a boat. Sounds like a... you cut it in half, it'd probably float. Um, So yeah, the wine barrels are usually around that 250 range, although um, there are some slightly bigger ones for cognac around about that 300 litre thing. So if we went, if we kept going up, we get to about 500 is the next big one. That feels and, like a big barrel. Yeah, well, it, it does look like a big barrel, yeah. And uh, I've got to say something about 500-litre casks. Yeah. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Oh, I was hoping you would go there. <laughs> yeah, sherry butts. Um, also, punchins. Punchins are also around that 500-litre mark. Yeah, what's the difference between a butt and a punchin? I like it! Um, again, euphemism meter going off, <laughs> off the chart here. Yeah. Uh, punchins are usually just that little bit sort of squatter, a bit fatter, a bit dumpier. Yeah. Um, so it's about the shape. Uh, but yeah, they're usually used for fortified wines in uh, Europe, and particularly Spain. Now, we're starting to push it a little bit. Um, the next one up um, that I've got on the list, there's probably a couple around about this size. So we've talked about sherry butts, but there's also things that house Madeira and yep. port. Madeira's apparently aged in drums. That's what they call Madeira drum. Madeira it's around about six fifty. Yeah, and the other one which um has always captured my imagination are port pipes. Mm. So not the little tiny drinking straws, as in the um actual barrels that port rests in. So how big is a port pipe? Six fifty liters as Whoa. well. Whoa! Yeah, they're huge. Port pipes are the biggest of the lot. Yeah, right. And um, you're not allowed to go any bigger than that because the l- maximum legal aging size in Scotland, at least, is seven hundred liters. Okay. So okay. you can't really go over that. There's there's this one called the um called the Gorda, um, which they use in America. Of course, for, they use it in America. Yeah, yeah, for its American oak thing, and that's about seven hundred liters or yeah. a bit more. So they don't really use it in Scotland. So it's interesting that um yeah there is a maximum size because if you get too big, then the spirit's just going to sit in there and not do anything. Mm, we'll, we, will, we will get to that concept in a bit. Mm, okay, sure. so let's but, let's go back to Middle America. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's shrink a little bit. Let's shrink a little bit. So okay. we've um we started at two hundred. You shouldn't have too much trouble with that. Yeah, yeah. But let's go down. All right. They still keep writing themselves. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, if we were to take a quarter of an actual barrel, then we get this originally we get this really originally named thing called a quarter cask. Yep. And so, if a regular barrel is two hundred, how big do you reckon a quarter cask is, Ted? Well, I would say fifty. Yeah, I was going to go quick maths, but that wasn't really that quick, was it? Yeah. Um, but it was definitely correct maths. Good job, Tim. Yeah. So quarter casks are 50 litres. I always associate quarter casks with Laphroaig. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, this is it. Because in um, Scotland, quarter casks are really small and considered so. They're sort of used by Laphroaig to, to finish off maturation. But Back in the early days of Australian whiskey, a 50 litre would, mm. would have been oh, huge. That's, that's huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Australia, because Australia is very famous for using quite small barrels 
Um, and they get as small as 20 litres. 20 litres. Mm. That's like 10 bottles of two litre milk. Uh, yeah, very good, Ted. Very good. <laughs> That's some quick maths. Yep. Yep, nice work. So, yeah, we, we're famous for using 20 litres, especially for distilleries getting started. So let's talk about it now. What is the benefit in size? Well, let's let's talk about an equation. Mm. Well, it's not really an equation. It's a ratio. Mm-hmm. SA to V. SA to V. South Australia to Victoria. Absolutely. That yep. is the key point when aging, uh, aging things in barrels. Yep. You need to know the distance between South Australia and Victoria. Yeah. Yep. Which is very short distance when you actually get to the border. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> One step. Yeah. No, SA to V, mm. which stands for surface area, <laughs> surface area to volume ratio. Hey, so surface area being the outside coating of a thing and volume being how much stuff fills it up. Exactly. Yep. Now, as volume decreases, surface area increases comparatively. Mm. So as, as, as your um, vessel decreases in size, the surface area comparatively to the liquid inside it is much bigger, which means that the interaction between the liquid that's in the barrel and the timber of the barrel itself is much greater because you're getting much more contact. This with is it. it. So effectively, it ages faster in mm. smaller barrels. So 20 litres, um, you can churn it out in no time, mm. in whatever your legal aging time is. In Scotland, three years. In Tasmania, two years. Yeah, two years. And and with 20 litre barrels, especially like Tasmania, we just about get away with them. Mainland mm. Australia. Yeah. Is, yeah. E- even Tasmania, you're starting to feel a bit worried about that around that two-year mark. They're starting to get a bit overdone. Mm. Mm. Um, And that sort of thing would never happen with a 100-litre. Yeah, if you go up to a um, port pipe, which I discovered is huge. Indeed. I suppose you get a very big sort of dead spot of liquid inside. Yep. But the the interaction that you're getting in a port pipe with the timber on the outside of it is much, much smaller. It's a heap of timber there, but Mm. the liquid comparatively inside, 600 litres worth, a bit less, yeah, that's much lower, so... Mm, yeah, no, exactly. Um, but, yeah, there are certainly those pros and cons. Pros, it'll age faster. Cons, it won't be as mature by the time it is fully flavoured. Uh, one thing that always interests me, and so something that we've learned from Coopers, is that, let's say you get, what what sort of, uh, an American standard. Yeah, 200. 200 litre barrel. And so you bring that down to Tasmania, and you want to turn it into a 20-litre barrel, it takes one American standard barrel to make one 20-litre barrel. Yep. With maybe a few bits left over. Ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's not efficient. It, it is, is not, not efficient. efficient. Yeah. I've got one last fun fact for you mm. as well, Ted. Mm. Blood mm. tubs. You heard of a blood tub? I have heard of a blood tub. What is a blood tub so, originally I don't know what. For? I don't know where the origin of the blood part came from because I thought of like a really dark liquid being in it, and maybe mm. it is mainly for um like fortified wines. But so blood tubs are forty liters, so even smaller than a quarter cask, okay. and they're kind of a bit more elongated, oval-shaped sort of thing because they were designed for transport on horseback. Huh. Mm. There you go. So yeah, that's that's the blood tub size origin. I wonder if many other um countries use the hundred liter barrel. Because it's certainly a, a, it's a, a fit- staple of Australia. It's isn't a staple it? in Australia. If if no other country uses it, mm. I think we need to come up with a good name for it. Yeah, I like, know. Like All the these Bruce. other things have great names. <laughs> the Bruce. The Bruce. Yeah. The Gavin. <laughs> yeah. Dave. Uh, Dave. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No. This is this is the thing. That's one of our our standards. So. The koala. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. The wombat. The wombat. The wombat. Yeah. That feels appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Let's so- let's start a campaign, everyone. Okay, <laughs> let's 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 first find out if anyone else really like properly uses a hundred liter barrels. If they don't, then let's start a campaign to uh, rename the Australian hundred liter standard mm-hmm. barrel as the Wombat. Love it, love it, love. Oaky, oaky bastards. These whiskies. The whiskey. There are plastic lids, and there are. Plastic lids, and that is a plastic lid. I feel it's quite rubbery, actually. Yeah, well, it's not just the cork that's like synthetic. The entire lid is made of the same material. Mm. I'm not sure how I feel about that lid. Yeah. But anyway, let's not judge a whiskey by its fastener. Let's uh, let's judge it by the spirit that's inside. What are we reviewing tonight, Ted? We are reviewing something a bit unusual. Yeah, something a bit strange, a bit weird, a bit unique. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm not going to let you get away with it. No. <laughs> You're the worst. But it is not da 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 a whiskey. Oh. Well, at least in Australia. Okay. Ah, so where is it from? It is from California. Oh, California. They're a lot more fast and loose with the rules over there. They are. So, right. Californian whiskey aging rules. Mm. Every barrel, aged at least. A minimum of one day. One day? One day is the minimum aging time. And I'm sure this is a positively ancient Californian whiskey compared to some of the one-day-year-olds getting released. Yeah, live fast, die young in Hollywood. What can you do in one day? Seriously, that's a joke, isn't it? But this one is older than one day. In fact, they've mucked around a fair bit with the wood, haven't they? Yeah, so we we were talking earlier about um, timber on mm. this uh, episode. Timber. And that's that's partly why we've chosen this one. Um, right. Well, let's let's, let's... let's talk about what it is. Yeah, let's first talk about what this is. Mm. So this is um, by a distillery called Green Bar Distillery. Green Bar. Green Bar. Established 2004. So they've been around a while. I think they, they've mostly sort of made other stuff, though, like, uh, I don't know, other spirit types. Yeah. So they weren't set up as a rival to Ian Reid's Gold Bar? No. No, no. Mm. Interesting. Now, this is the their Slow Hand Whiskey. Is that named after the Eric Clapton album? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it literally is. Oh, it is, right? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. And this, this, this is very pertinent to our discussion about getting wood. Hey, hey, hey! This is their Six Woods cask. Six Woods. Six Woods. Six. Yes. Six Woods. Um, so are, yeah. are there even six woods, Ted? No, no. There, well, actually, there might be. Yeah. There, there, there is literally six woods in the world. Wow. It, it does say made in the city of angels. Um, I'm going to hand it over to you, though. And I want you to tell me if you can spot anything funny about the label and maybe the back label as well. Okay, well, it does look like a sort of rip-off American idiot with the, um, with the heart there. But I, I think that. that too. Yeah, okay. Both came, uh, both came along there. So what's what's funny? What's something funny that I haven't actually mentioned on the front label? Well, there's a sticker on there. I'm noticing because mm. it's slightly peeling in the corner, and on the sticker, well, apart from 750 mils because it's American, bigger is better, um, and 57.5 percent cask strength. 57.5. Yes, mm. this is this is the cask strength edition of the Six Woods. Even mm. more pertinently, is the word mash in the middle of this sticker. Mash. And I'm just wondering if it's covering the word whiskey. I think you'll find it does. I think if you hold it up to in the lo- right yeah, angle yeah. in the light, I you can, can see, see it that now. it says whiskey under there. <laughs> so it has been disallowed from being called a whiskey. What, what, at what stage would this sticker have gone on? Uh, one, I, I assume it's not the customs officers uh, putting putting it on there when it gets important into Australia. What but, about the back? What, yeah, what's, well, the, what's the back is, uh, has been censored. I think the word whiskey must have been taken off. This rare blank is an indulgence you'll want to share. Is that just a sharpie that's uh, been used to? <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon it is. I reckon it's been hand, hand censored. That, that was like a and lot of effort. I know. Like, well, if it's the only way they can get it into the country, so some, some someone has just had to hand cross out the labels of like God knows how many bottles. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a waste of a day, isn't it? Mm. You, I mean, you could be making whiskey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you're in California, that is. Yeah. Now, there's a few instances where it's crossed off. Because mm. it's the sort of our whiskey that comes with a cocktail recipe on the back. So, you know, it's mm. going to be good. Um, so, it says, yeah, the downtown sour. Two ounces slow hand six woods cask blank. <laughs> <laughs> what do I use? What is cask What is cask? Two blank? ounces of cask. <laughs> So let's right. let's talk a bit more about uh, this whiskey. Yep. Let's dive into the wood. Let us dive into the wood. Well, I, actually, I'll, I'll go through the whole ingredient list. Mm-hmm. So it's organic malted barley. This uh, isn't a bourbon. We're not talking about bourbon here. Nope. It's definitely malt. Yes, definitely malt, and definitely sort of not whiskey. No. Because we're in Australia. <laughs> yeah. And this I is rec- not that. I reckon there's yeah. So it's not made it to two years, but it's more than one day. Yes. Some so, somewhere in between there. Yep. And here's a very key word in this discussion. Mm-hmm. And infused, infused, infused flavor from six woods. Okay, right. So it's not been in six barrels. Quercus alba, which yep. is which is American oak. 
Yep. American white oak. Hickory. Hickory. Maple. <laughs> okay. Mulberry. What? Red oak. Yeah. And two sorts of grape wood. Okay. So infused. So they're just chucking bits of wood in their spirit, right? Pretty much. Are we so, talking talking chips? Are we talking staves? Are we talking some complicated Okay, okay. Spiral thing. Here's 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 how it goes down according to their site. Right. Soy hand, six woods whiskey. Mm. Starts as organic. This is this is California. Yeah. Everything is gonna be organic. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't sell it if it in California if it didn't say organic. Organic malted barley. Which Green Bar Distillery ferments cool and slow into a delicious beer. Well, so far, so normal. Mm-hmm. Then distills to precisely capture the best flavours. Okay, still going okay. Ha, huh. here we go. We age the spirit in 1,000 and 2,000 gallon. What's that in real terms? Um, yeah, that's that's quite big. That's quite big. Um, uh, if you want to compare it to your height again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... Knee height. Uh, <laughs> You've grown since last time. White oak vats. Quercus alba. Um, vats, yeah. House toasted staves of the additional woods for enhanced flavour. Right. So you you, you get toasted you staves, get a big right? you yep. get a big oak vat mm. and you put your spirit in there. Now we talked earlier about SA to V surface area to volume ratio. I I feel like the the timber of a 1,000 gallon vat is not going to do much to the 1,000 gallons of uh, liquid that's inside it. No. So no, what not. you do is you grab all these sticks yep. and you toss them in. Yeah, they've got plenty of surface area. They've got volume, plenty of sure. surface area. And you can get all sorts of different types of stick. Yeah. You can you can get white oak, hickory, maple. Mulberry. See, I wonder if white oak is just from the vat. Yeah. Mm. No, I reckon they need to stick some in because the vat was going to do nothing. Yeah. So they say that timing is everything. Very important. You need to make sure it at least gets to one day. Yeah. Uh, but here, so we, we, we can at least put an upper limit on it. Okay. Under three years. Yeah, so the sticker, this is an export one. So it's probably probably not old enough for Scotland. It might be over two years, but you know what? Yeah. I doubt it. Any longer and the taste would become too woody. <laughs> Oh, the irony. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we've we've waffled enough about sort of Yeah, we've put it in context, haven't we? Right. Let's let's give it a sniff. It's There's no cherry wood, is there? And yet I'm getting cherry. Hmm. It's not terrible. No, well this is this is the concerning that's, thing. That's that's the annoying thing. Hmm. Um there's a little bit of like lino floor. I do get that. Now that you say it, mm. it's it's lino floor that's been cleaned using an apple and cherry flavored cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Two of those notes really. Sort not of not real apple, mm. e- like ester apple, mm-hmm. like flavor apple flavor. But it kind of works. Yeah, it's definitely different to what uh, a lot of the things I associate with um with whiskey is. But it doesn't, it doesn't smell like a liqueur. I've smelled no. Yeah, like it doesn't have that sort of sickly sweetness and no. that weird sort of fake flavory sort of thing. No, but still, just well, it's cast strength, so it's probably it's got a bit of prickle just because of the alcohol. But it's it's probably maybe slightly overdone for my, like I'd prefer a subtler version of it. Like the flavor's quite good, but it's mm. probably still a bit strong for my liking. But there is a normal release, so yeah. But I'm I'm not sure if it's the cast strength or just American. Maybe bigger is better. I maybe get a bit of celery. I don't know why. Mm. But I do. Yeah. Shall we have a sip? I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm confused with so many wood flavors. Mm. It's not just like oak. It's not just over oaked oak. There is wood coming at me from every angle. <laughs> oh, let loose on it! <laughs> oh, Freddie's going to get a workout on this episode. Yeah. Um, it, no, it is. I'm being penetrated from every angle in my mouth, at least. Like... It's there's a lot going on. That's what I'm gonna say. There's mm. a lot going on, and most of it's oak. No, most of it's wood. Wood, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know about the hickory and the maple. Or the mulberry. But yeah, the grape wood is the grape. Yeah, the grape grape wood is definitely there. Like, I'm, no, I'm really curious as to what they mean by grape wood. Do they mean wood from vines? Could be. I mean, obviously, you get some old vines. They get pretty thick, but yeah. thick. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of thick, though, this whiskey is not like a, a fat whiskey it, it sort of like it's got a 
prickles you from every direction. Mm. Is it is it like diving into a gorse bush? I'm not meaning in a bad way, but it it's not. It coats your tongue, but it doesn't feel like a big warm blanket coating your tongue. It's like. You know, one of those um, dynamic artworks where it's like all these um, series of little pins or, or whatever, and you press your hand into it, it's like uh, a hand yeah, yeah, impression. Yeah. yeah, it's like sticking your tongue on one of them. Yeah, okay, 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 mm. okay. Cherry cough medicine. Yeah, there is definitely that. And it's interesting that we're both getting cherry from this, even though cherry wood is not a thing mm. that's associated with. But I think, you know, I don't hate it, Ted. That's a really annoying thing. Like, you want to hate it. It's mm. bullshit American... No, no, I, I, I don't even stoop to call this like proper American whiskey. No, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a bourbon or anything or a, like West Westward Lands. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of, it's cheat. It's, it's cheat gimmick, whiskey. It's gimmicky, yeah. cheap California, like Hollywood sort of razzle dazzle whiskey. Mm. And it's annoyingly good. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the normal percentage would be like mm. if it's. I actually think that we probably like it a bit more because it is car strength. It gives it a bit more excitement. Um, yeah, it might, it might be a bit flat if it wasn't for the uh, extra alcohol. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a sort of a sweet cordial smoothness to it. Mm. It doesn't, like, it doesn't have, it's it, it's tanniny, but it doesn't have that sort of like slightly overpowering, drying tanniness no. that I've sometimes got out of. Australian whiskies that have had straight from the cask. Yep. Yeah, this is it because we associate heavy tannins with a very, you know, Sahara desert like mouthfeel. Mm. Whereas this is this is almost tanninic and sweet at the same time. Mm. I guess I guess we've got to rate this somehow. Ah, uh, how do I rate it though? I mean, we've we've got to give it a not a not official whiskey rating. Mm. Yeah, well no, I I like as much as I'm enjoying it, I don't think it's objectively good. I think it's a I think it's, it's a, a interesting. It's a, it's a. I think it's a curious two. It's a successful novelty, but I give it two stars. Yeah, I I think it's a very interestingly curious two. And as much as I'm, my interest is peaked. I don't. I'm not that interested in another glass. Mm. Anyway, that was Green Bar Distillery Slow Hand Six Woods Cask Mash Cask Strength. <laughs> so a lot of qualifiers there. Yep. Organic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget organic. 57% um, alcohol probably uh, helps it over the line there. Oh, yeah, baby. Smash Session or Seema! Many people would recognise uh, regular imaginary friend of the pod, Cleon, and oh, his Cleon's contributions. been writing to us, has he? Yes, Good he man. has. What has he written to us with today? Today, he's written to us with... A smash session or savoir. Excellent. It's been too long since I've done a smash session saver, so well let me. It's been too long since I tried to pronounce it as well. Yeah, let, let me let me hit you with the triple stick yeah. of the smash session or saver. You're doing a good job of pronouncing it, Ted. Right, Nicholas. Yes, smash session saver. Oh, he's just at speed. You're my new hero, Ted. Always. Okay. Cleon would like you to smash session or saver the. And this, you you will not be surprised by this at all. This is just oh yes, lots of Campbelltown going on. <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> um, would you would you rather uh, to smash session or save a Springbank ten? Oh yes, a Kilkerran twelve, or a Long Row Petered. Oh, so there's a bit of uh, imagination going to have to go into this round because the Kilkerran twelve was that. Yes, doesn't matter because I've not tried any Kilcarran. So Kilcarran is, I think, I think. Well, it, it's a newer distillery in mm. um, in the Campbelltown region, but I think I think it's the one that tips them over the line from being just a couple of distilleries to being a region. So the Springbank is younger, the Kilcarran is older, the Long Row I'm sure is younger again. I think I'm still savouring the the Long Row though. Yeah, I think the the peat in there is. Like you wouldn't want to just neck that down, and no, I, nor do I think you would want to sort of just keep going with it no, all night. I wouldn't spend a night on it. I reckon. Um, I do. I have liked the long rows that I've tried. Oh, here's here's an important bit of information that you must know. Yeah. The Kilkerran is lightly peated. Yeah. Okay. So it's somewhere in the middle. Seventy percent bourbon cask, thirty percent cherry casks. Mm. Um. So it it does have a light bit of peating in there, so that may affect your. Yeah. I'm um. I'm leaning towards the Kilcarran. It's the session whiskey, even though I've never tried it. Mm. 
I don't know why. Like it, it's just the easy way out to say we'll just neck that one down. We we know what we're getting with a fairly reliable Springbank ten, um, and then uh, and then bust out the the Peter for the the saver. But I just it just sounds like it's intriguing. It sounds like it's lightly Peter, not not heavily. It's a mixture of mostly bourbon with a bit of sherry. It sounds like a session whiskey to me. Sounds like a fairly good mixture actually. If it, mm. if if that peating is very light then it will just add a nice sort of like body character to it. Yeah. That you could just happily sit on through the night. Mm. Um you ever been tempted to make a trip to Campbelltown, Ted? I would like to. Yeah. I I drove across the top of it. Yeah. Across drove across the uh the base the base of uh the base of the shaft. Base of the shaft. You knew exactly where I was going <laughs> with that one. Yes. Um well the same we both both gone out of um Kennecleg. Yeah, yeah. Across to Isla. Mm. To get to Isla, you must you must drive across the base of the shaft. Indeed, indeed. Um, although you took a ferry in, didn't you? Mm. Like a reverse sperm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I left the uh, shaft and crossed crossed sort of through the fluid to fertilise the egg of Isla. Mm, indeed. So uh, well, this has taken a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife is just in the background, just shaking her head. <laughs> Um, this is the this is the quality content that you tuned into Whiskey Waffle for. Yeah, um, we should should definitely make it. Um, we're talking about 2024 being the lads' trip to Isla. Maybe we could slip in a trip trip to Campbelltown. Like the people that I've talked to that have been say that go to Springbank Distillery. They're just like go there. Don't think, go there. Which you should also take the opportunity to go to Long Row. Yes, and uh, Hazelburn whilst you're there, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's Don't have interesting. To travel too far. Mm. Anyway, there you go. I that is know. all of our expert knowledge about Campbelltown coming through there. Campbelltown is something that we have not explored enough. No. If the border restrictions ever let Cleon come to Tasmania, maybe you can bring a few bottles to share. Thanks, Cleon. Mm. Good work as always. Yep. Daddy, did you know that the um, I don't know what is it, the card game company has come out and officially said that um, you know is meant to be pronounced Uno. Uno. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I know, I know. I mean, obviously the Spanish number is pronounced uno. Uno, yeah. But, you know. You know, we're, yeah. We're Aussie. It's definitely you know. Yeah, it's you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, now we've solved that one, shall we? Um, Shall yeah. we Shall we talk about some whiskey? Let's do it. Waffle, waffle, waffle in with. G'day everyone, Nick and Ted here, back for another episode of Waffling With, and we are with Corey Hazelwood from Lower Marsh Distillery. G'day mate, thanks for having us along. Thanks for coming. No worries. Yeah, no, well we're pretty excited to come at a pretty early time for the distillery because I, I do believe the first release is about to be about to be coming out. No, November 13th we've got it planned for. Yeah, Excellent. No, that's, that's really exciting. So, um... So what part of the world are we in at the moment? Where, where are we? Where is Lower Marsh? Uh, we're in the central highlands of Tasmania. Uh, we're only just in the central highlands, um, like right on the edge of the southern Midlands, so it's good for cropping here as well. Yeah, so speaking of cropping, you do something a bit different here, something, might I even say almost, well, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. It is unique in Tasmania at the moment, I think. Um, what, what's, the de- what's your jam? I believe we're the only ones Growing, malting, mashing, and distilling our own whiskey. Uh, there are a couple of others I know who grow their own barley, but um, I believe we're the only ones doing the whole lot ourselves. Yeah, that's really exciting. So, what what does that mean for the um, for what you produce? What what's the difference of actually growing that barley on site, malting it on site? How does that translate into the whiskey? Uh, we we can just. We can guarantee that it's Tasmanian. Um, <laughs> part, part of it, is, part of it, it's um, easier for us. It guarantees we have a unique spirit that's coming out of it that nobody else has because it's our barley that's coming into it. Yeah, and you you don't have any trouble getting the the sugar levels right in the barley. It's going all right. Uh, we, we, to be honest, we don't monitor it um, yeah. except for the fact of after we malt it, mash it up, um, and like what we get out of it, um, there's no no control over it early in the piece, so we don't know it until we've actually um, fermented it up, but um, everything that we've done so far has proved as good as what we've got from a big malting company. Yeah, that's really exciting, and what? how do you think it affects the um, actual 
flavour or the, even the, the texture of the whiskey? Yeah, the big, the big thing that we notice is uh, the mouthfeel. Um, it's waxy and oily more than what uh, we were getting from the other more. Yeah, and we, we got to try it as well then. It really does, it's the mouthfeel, more so than a specific flavour, just gives this really thick, rich mouthfeel, which, um, yeah, can only go well with, I guess, Tasmanian fortified wine casks, which um, I guess the, the first release that's coming out has spent a bit of time in. Um, tell us about the first release that's coming out. One. Uh, yeah, so we're lucky enough to get some fortified wine casks off Frogmore Creek um, that had uh, the Frogmore Ruby in them for 11 years. Yeah, it's a Tasmanian port. Yeah, so, so it's even more Tasmanian. Yeah, so you grab some uh, ruby barrels off them then. Yep. Then we had uh, so we got four four of the barrels. Uh, we had two of them uh, coopered down into twenty liter barrels, and we we're lucky enough to get six twenty liters out of the two we cut down. And then we've five five of those have made it through to um, pretty good drop at eighteen months, and then we transferred them into that uh, approximately hundred liters into one of the 200 litre casts that we've had recouped as well, just to slow the, slow the aging down a little bit, because it was, and it so was that aging was, pretty well. That was another ruby cask, probably yep. a ruby cask yep. as well. Yeah. yeah, ruby cask as well. Yeah. So we got the two, the two 200 litres, um, still um, original from Frogmore. They've just been recouped. They just had the um, insides tarred. And so a few lucky people are going to be able to have first dibs on those barrels. Tell us about the Founders Club and who gets to... Um, yeah, uh, yeah so we had Founders Club running um, just to help get a bit of money coming in before our first release. That'll be cut off at the end of October. Ooh, getting quick. Um, but then hopefully there's a few more bottles um, of that uh, Founders release that'll be available uh, to the public. In terms of the whiskey that you're trying to make here, What's, what sort of style are you going for? Is, is there going to be a sort of a Lyle Marsh house release or is everything going to be different? What's the go there? No, we don't have enough control over anything. Um, we're not trying to have a consistent release. Uh, more than happy for the different grains of the season, the different climates, um, when barrels are there, when whiskey's are put in barrels. Um, everything that influences, more than happy for it to um, let it make each each cask different. Yeah, and so what's coming up in the future for Lower Marsh? Like, what can we expect to see in the next year or two years? Uh, so we've got a good variety of casks. Um, we've got some uh, ex-American oak casks, port casks, sherry casks. As a, uh, I think that we we have done a bit of an experiment with Tasmanian red wine casks. Um, I've never personally been a big fan of them, but yeah. um, just with the ease and access to get the red wine cast down here, uh, it had some pretty nice red wine in it beforehand, so well, we look forward to seeing how it comes out of the cast. Yeah, exciting stuff. Well, um, yeah, we're here at the very much the um, early days of Lower Marsh Distillery. We can see the bottle, but there's no label on it just yet. So, um, mm. yeah, basically one to stay tuned for. Yeah, very, very exciting. Uh, excited for what it's going to come out of here. We've we've had a chance to sample a few different ones today, and yeah, very exciting. Um, really good flavors. Really nice spirit. It's going to be a yeah a great thing. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us here today, Corey. Oh, well, Appreciate it. Pleasure to have you here, guys. Yeah. No, no great. Thank you. Outro. Let's do an outro, Dan. Okay, let's do an outro, Nick. Yep. There you go. That was it. That was Done. it. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Keep on waffling. Um, <laughs> no reflections. You haven't learnt anything tonight. I got epic wood tonight. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, I've had wood the whole night. I like it. Yeah, my yeah, wood. in my glass. Um, yes, we had a a pretty big chat about timber and casks and why they are vaguely important to the whiskey-making process. Mm, and got all nerdy about it as well. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Enjoy getting a bit of the nerd on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the thing the thing that gets me with these recording sessions is we're, we're too ambitious. We lined up a bunch of things to taste and try and talk about. We did maybe one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, see, the problem is... We're own we are our own worst enemies. Yeah, because, because we have all this whiskey, and then we can't say things like we're our own worst enemies. Yeah. Also, we waffle far too much. Yeah, this is it. We think, well, we've got a few hours here that we'll sit and have a dram. Um, we'll get heaps of sections done See, in that. 
if 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 we'd been smart, we would have called ourselves something like whiskey to the point. Mm, yeah, yeah. Concisely whiskey. Concisely whiskey. Yes. That's a good one. Yes, but no, we are whiskey waffle and concise casks. <laughs> concise casks like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's our short format review series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. TikTok. TikTok. Whiskey waffle. And what TikTok. even is TikTok? I don't. I'm know. too old. Yeah, it's. I I just don't have time. <laughs> no. I know know how much it can waste your time, and I have none to waste. That's it. Yes. Well. If you two are old and don't use the uh, the the social media, new social media is like the kids. Um, please send us a carrier pigeon. Um, let us know what you think. Um, jump onto our um, Facebook, our Instagram, and yeah. yeah, drop us a line. If if you're feeling particularly keen and want to get in on the whiskey sampling action, check mm-hmm. us out on Patreon. If we inspired you with our um, green bar review, our patrons will be getting some of that. And if you jump on before the end of the month, you'll get some too. Indeedy do yes, um, yeah, and thanks as always to our patreons for supporting us. We really appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, hanging hanging with us and um, yeah, continue on the journey. It's really good. We yep. yeah, you guys rock. Yeah, and I miss Steve. Steve, yeah, yeah. I hope he's doing well, that guy. Uh, yes. Well, that was episode forty-one. Um, mm. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we enjoyed it. Yeah, even if you didn't. Stay safe in these continually crazy times. Indeed. Drink some whiskey. Yep. And uh, congratulations, Australia, for winning the T20 World Cup. Yes. Over the Kiwis. Yeah. Times. <laughs> it's always going to be Australian whiskey, wasn't it? I need to pick a Ashes winning whiskey and then an Ashes losing whiskey. Yeah. I believe I believe it's going to be played in Western Australia. Uh, one of them is. One of them is. Well, yeah. actually, it might not because Western Australia is the only state that doesn't let people in at the moment. Yeah, I know. So. Marky Mark's uh, going to... Say nope, no cricket, no yep. fun. Yeah, potentially, potentially, but yeah, bloody Tasmania lost its one test match against Afghanistan. What did we actually play that? No, we've lost. Oh no! It. Oh right, I see what you mean. Yes, no, you. Mean, oh, we didn't no. lose the match. Yeah, yeah, that would be embarrassing. Yeah, no, uh, we uh, yes didn't actually get to play it. But then no. again, Afghanistan doesn't support things like women's cricket teams. So well, the Taliban doesn't. Yeah, um, the Afga- Afghanistan women's cricket team do. Yes, sorry. Mm. This is very true. The Taliban does not. Yeah, indeed. Yes, but um, I don't know. Um, I look forward to having an ashy dram. Maybe Boxing Day I'll have to bust mm. out the peat because it is the ashes. It is the ashes. Mm. It deserves the peat. It does. Anyway, um, enough enough waffle. Mm. We keep doing yeah. this. Uh, uh, we are called Whiskey Waffle. We are called Whiskey Waffle. Well, I have very much enjoyed waffling with you, as yeah. always. It is Indeed. it is a highlight of my month mm. um, to do so. Uh, anyway. Mm. Until the next time. Yes. He was Nick. Yes. And he was not Nick. No. I was Ted. Yes, indeed. Keep on waffling. And good night. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. When you do something a bit different here, something, might I even say almost, well, I shouldn't (laughs) say that. It is unique in Tasmania at the moment, I think.